Um, so for context, I realised I was sort of dropping that out of nowhere, was um, in Paris, I was waiting to, to actually go to the fireworks, um, when they were like, the tubes were really, really full and most of the metro stations were closed because they've done this thing where all of the metro stations around the big touristy areas are shut for the, for the national um, celebration so that you it kind of scatters the crowds you have to walk like 10 minutes closer to the direction you're going in which i think makes a lot of sense um but it does mean that the tubes were still incredibly packed because it's like the whole of paris and you know many people from other countries going um as tourists luckily there was a tube every two or three minutes but it meant that you know three or four tubes had gone past at this point i keep calling it as a london the metro whatever you want to call it the subway <laughs> if you're american right um is yeah so a couple of them had gone past um and so i had moved to a different door like the door that was right at the end of the line because i thought like well there'd be fewer people here this couple this man this woman then came and stood next to me um who knows which of us got there first i'm convinced i actually got there a couple of seconds first i was just waiting there they walked around to me to stand next to me um in this man's mind clearly he had been waiting there for longer than i had but i really truly don't think this was the case and to be fair it wouldn't have been justifiable anyways but then the tube finally comes He's faffing with his suitcase because he has a suitcase. His girlfriend has a suitcase. Um, his girlfriend also has a pillow with a chihuahua on it. Like, no, you cannot make this up. Like a dog, like a small little yappy little dog that yeah. she had. Um, and so then the doors open. He's faffing with the suitcase. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, while he's like faffing with that, I'll just get on. Did not touch this man. I like slide past him onto the tube because we're stood one next to each other anyways. <laughs> he grabs my arm, but like, I don't grab and seize are the only two words i can sort of describe this because it was like it was hard he wasn't just like gently you know pulling, like i don't know directing me in a direction mm. dude grabs my arm full force like if you were literally grabbing like a rope on a ship and then drags me off the tube and like shouts like wait at me in french and that's just it just wait and I was like, oh. what has just happened? And then I was so into that he and his girlfriend could get on with their suitcases, which were those small suitcases. They weren't like big, heavy things that he was like struggling with and I should have helped him. Um, but so that his girlfriend with the chihuahua could then uh, get on the tube. Um, but it was like, even if you had been waiting for longer than I have, it wouldn't have been acceptable to just manhandle this random woman. Also, they were clearly 10 years older than me. Like they were clearly in their 30s. I have been fresh baby face. Like I've not put any makeup on in weeks, which means that I look even younger than I even am. Yeah. So I don't know why you would look at someone who... Like, I'm 20, which means at yeah. maximum currently I look 20. Yeah. So if someone's, like, clearly 10 years younger than you, why would you... Or any age or any gender, why would you literally grab them and drag them off the tube? Yeah. It also kind of hurt because, like, I was against the doors, yeah. which meant that I looked bit breached my back because he dragged oh. me against the doors of the tube. Like, it's not comfortable. Crazy, man. But, like, he had absolutely no shame. His girlfriend had no shame. I don't know. If I... Sorry, please. If I was dating someone who grabbed a woman and dragged her off the tube, oh, I would yeah. broke up then and then. Yeah. Literally in that moment. Get back the off the tube and be like, like you may exit. go through your mind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. So, bad things do... Weird things happen. Um, first of all. Um, and, like, I guess, like, I'm sorry. Like, if any of you guys are having these weird situations. Mm. But also, like... You know, no country is perfect. And this was another thing I found in Norway as well, because everywhere that we were, I was like, oh my God, Norway is fantastic. And also, I would have just written an article about all the amazing ways that Norway, you know, slaps as a country. And it does. It's amazing. I would, like, for sure go back if I could afford it, which I definitely can't. Mm. But um, it, like, wins all kinds of things about um, women's rights and prizes and awards and tops charts and stuff to do with human rights. However, even then... Well, I was in one of the youth hostels watching the summer solstice, which is like an all-night thing. And we were in the north of Norway, so there was the midnight sun because it's so close to the Arctic Circle. Um, and I really wanted to be like a part of it. I wanted to experience it. So I was up the whole night. Um, and 
I was by myself because understandably my brother had gone to sleep. Like, fair enough, it was literally three in the morning. I'm not going to expect other people to do an all-nighter just because I want to stare at the sunrise. Yep. Um, but yeah, and so then I got in and this man, there was like a noise behind me and I was like, oh, there's this dude there looking at like some books. Fair enough, you know, if you can't sleep. An hour later, I hear the noise again. And I'm like, oh my God, he's still here. And this man had just been biding his time for an hour watching me paint the sunset. And then he sat, like, took a seat. And so obviously he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Like, that's fine. But also I was like, I mean, yeah, it's a bit weird. But, like, it's, it's a reflex. Especially as a Brit. Like, you apologise more than any other word, right? Um, and so then he just took as an, inv- like, invitation to take a seat. So he just sat down. And literally from 1 a.m. until 3.30 a.m., this man was sat next to me trying to make convo. Like, I was deading all of his questions. I wasn't answering. I had my earphones in. I was painting. I was literally watching the Trevor Noah special. Um, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, it was such, like, a perfect set. I had my little tea. Like, it was a perfect yeah. setup. This man ruined it. But I... And, like, a lot of people in that situation would be, like, just go to bed. In my head, I was then thinking, like, well, I'm by myself. I don't want him to follow me into my dorm, though, either. Like, which is also... you Like, you don't know the person that is... Which is always the case with street harassment or catcalling or anything. You can't, like... However much you want to get mad at them and defend yourself properly, like, you know, get a bit aggressive or defensive in that way. Obviously, you don't know what the other person is going to be like when they're angry. You don't want to make the situation more dangerous for yourself, which sucks. Like, I, I don't know what the answer is. Mm. Um, so I can't actually give advice about how better to have dealt with that situation. But I was like, you know what? I've got no idea if I'm ever going back to Norway to see the summer solstice. Like, once a lifetime opportunity. I'm not going to you ruin it. I'm not going to run away. And, like, you know, miss out on this opportunity. So I stayed and just hoped that he would leave. And then he was like, you smiled at me earlier today in passing. So I thought I had a shot. And I was like, what? So I told him point blank. And I was like, no, 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 no. I smile at people out of politeness. I smile at everyone. Like, I don't even recognize you. Like, I'm sure you're not lying. I'm sure that I did smile at you. Like, I'm not saying otherwise, but I don't remember at all. It was not meaningful at all. But like, FYI, just... that is yeah. not a reason to stay for two no, hours so with a lone woman right. in the middle of the night. Literally, that wasn't a good enough reason for him to leave. And so I was just like, is that the reason you came down here? And he was like, yes, even though the whole like night he'd been telling me it's because he couldn't sleep and it wasn't anything else. So I was like, cool. So he's just been lying to me for an hour and a half as well. So I was just like, okay, that makes me really uncomfortable. And it's only when I used the phrase uncomfortable that he then he got a bit defensive about it, but he did eventually leave. Um, so I guess that would be my advice is immediately be like you're making me uncomfortable yeah definitely because also, then it's like, said yeah I would because so for context this guy's like a 17 year old guy he was on a on school a, trip on a school trip he was on a school first of all he lives 26 I don't know what I wouldn't in immediately like... trust guy young guys in a youth hostel context Ugh. if you are ever <laughs> travelling um, well, like, so yeah first of all if you're travelling alone it's not an opportunity for you to like Meet the man of your dreams, or even like sow some wild oats, whatever. Yeah, don't because don't. the people who are it's not the worth people it. who are making moves on you as a person who is not from there, yes, <laughs> who they noticed is alone and is of the same age bracket, no. is usually the people who have no shame yeah. and who are not currently seeing somebody that they see every day who has like actually vetted them and enjoyed their presence. No, so 100%. like I yeah I no, really I wouldn't. don't know if it was going through any of your minds to say there's like a romantic opportunity, but let me tell you right now it's not the time. If you meet someone that you are friends with and then post going home continue to speak to, then that's one yeah thing. go ahead people are if sorry. You, like I would not attempt absolutely to... do not zero hookups when you're traveling by yourself. Yeah, None. it's not worth it, None. man. It's just not worth 
the risk because you do not know them. Like, even worse than, like, you don't know anyone if you meet them, like, yeah. they're strangers at home, but let alone, like, in a country that you don't know. For sure. Like, and, and also, like, you stick out often as the tourist a lot of times yeah. not by yourself. Oh, they know that you're vulnerable. There is a super random story that's just come to mind from my friend who had her year abroad in Japan, <laughs> who, for context, like, was... So far, not looking for relationships that she like literally isn't in life looking for relationships. She was just minding her own business, being a happy person in Japan. But to her great disadvantage was like blonde, and it's quite rare to be blonde in Japan. And also, there's not necessarily in that area of Tokyo like the most cultural diversity. So the fact that she was and she was wearing like thick black tights and like a denim skirt and like long sleeve top and just was blonde and wearing a skirt and that was the extent of it the amount of random japanese men who came up and asked for her number and like and like jesus and said like would you like to be my girlfriend and like random crap to her including via google translate at some point wow one man serenaded her with old hollywood tunes that's romance and she was like low-key i'm into it but like but also like so random that she was just like i'm meeting a friend here and like had to get back in the lobby and stuff but like was but because people just were like oh like oh she just looks like unusual um and she's blonde and that's interesting and therefore yeah, people would, like, know you're a tourist man. yeah and no matter how much you think you're fitting in they know that you right? are like vulnerable in that situation so also we say it's like either of us have ever tried like let me just make it clear neither of us have ever gone into like traveling alone and seen it as that kind of opportunity so i suppose we can't put ourselves in the situation no. of someone who does but we've just, but just witnessed we've just it. witnessed the guys that do try yeah that's so. the thing that's the thing <laughs> we've seen the guys though on the other side and let me tell you it's no no one that you want to get literally anywhere near um but yeah no so eventually he left so i think i suppose yeah in that situation my uh, the one thing i can take away would be to use the word uncomfortable like you are making me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then at least they you know because it's like a bit more like legal jargon they know that you know you'd have a case yeah. against them if you know you wanted to but oh no bath so yeah i think even in the countries that you think is going to be perfect there will always be a creepy ass dude <laughs> yeah. um so try to minimize it as much as possible unfortunately yeah. yeah, and I think that's one of the things about, like, when you're choosing your accommodation, if it's at all possible for you to choose a private room where you're not having to share, like, too many places with other people, and, like, obviously, price-wise, that's very difficult, but, like... Yeah, although, say that, if you, as long as you can get... Like, actually, in the youth hostel, though, I did have a mixed room, and all of the men in it were lovely, because they didn't have female-only dorms in Oslo. Oh, yeah. Um, and all of the men in it were great. 80-year-old German man, still the love of my life. I loved him. He was great. He gave us Aww. so much, like, travel advice. He was telling us about, like... The Berlin Wall. He must have been older than 80 then. <laughs> but like, That's super no, but he was great and he was lovely. So you will meet people who are genuinely fantastic of, of every gender. But if you can get the smaller the number of people in your dorm room, the better. And if you can get a female in your dorm, 1 million percent opt for it. Like, literally, no hesitation. Mm. No hesitation. If you can get like a female in your dorm of four or six, go for it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that's, I think that's good to know. Yeah. Definitely. Other than that. Oh yeah, no, that was the other thing that we wanted to talk about. That was gap yard joke, because I think that yeah. actually we were just talking about this like as a side thing, and obviously it's not deep compared to sexual harassment. It's really not deep, but like, it's just if you are making the joke about other people, first of all, stop. This is your sign. Second of all, like if other people are saying it to you, like try not to take it too badly, and also it's okay for you to really not like it. I know that I hate it. I've never found it funny. Um, yeah, personally. for context, this is when you tell somebody that you have an interest in visiting somewhere for language or cultural reasons, and they think that the most 
useful and entertaining response they can give you is to go, oh, you're going on a gap yard to find yourself, which is um, just really unnecessary and kind of kills a conversation that otherwise could have been really interesting where two people could have shared their interests and talked about plans and stuff. But it is just, it's a joke that puts people down who are passionate about something, which is a fun aspect of bullying that we really don't need in our lives. And equally, it discourages um, all sorts of people, but obviously including women from like traveling alone to do something independently yeah. nobody ever says gap yard about a bunch of bros going to ibiza to drink do they well, like... well, yeah, because I was thinking the thing that i've found is like a kind of like a litmus test that i now think about in all kinds of different situations is would this person be saying this to my dad because i'm like not only is it a man but it's like an older established professional man um that's true and so then i think about like if my dad was like i'm going to mexico for a month no one, either his age or my age, would turn around and be like, oh, you're going in your gap yard. Like, no, that'd be it's insane. It's just because you're young. It's because you're a young woman. They want to say it to you, to put you down and to make you feel like your interests, your hobbies, the things you're going to do are literally insignificant and stupid. And you know, we've got plenty of that anyways. Like, you actually don't even yeah. be able to that. So if it is something, if you find it funny, you know, whatever, take it with a salt. But like, I've never found it funny and I never will. No. Um, I don't think it comes from a good place. I don't think it's going anywhere positive either. Um, I just think it reinforces sort of like putting young women in their place to stay in the home and not try anything new. Yeah, really unnecessary yeah. aspect of traveling. Yeah. So alone. if you don't find it funny, you're not alone, nor do we. Um, yeah. yeah, and if you choose not to make that joke, probably for the best. It also means that the people you're talking to who are traveling will actually be able to then tell you more about their travels. Yeah, hundred percent. And like what they think is interesting and recommend places to go and for like sure. places to eat also, in fun places. All having had that joke, you know. More, so many more times that I can count. Like, I can't even remember the first time or the last time that I've heard it, but it's been so many times in between. Like, I am not friends with any of the people who used to say that to me. Like, when I was younger, like, yeah. 15, 16, decided I would want to take a gap year from university, which in the end I didn't, but that was only because of COVID. Um, like, none of these people that used to say it to me, I have spoken to in years, yeah. because, like, we didn't stop being friends over that, but it will have been something else. Like, it's... It's, it's a symptom it's of, of a larger behavioural... It's one of those things I will say, also, problem, actually, yeah. in your case, and this is, like, a very pertinent point to put on the news podcast, is that in your case, travelling was for furthering your understanding of your future chosen career in human rights. Yeah. And improving language, which was your... this Your, like, education is your degree. Yeah. And also experiencing, like, different cultures and places of like cultural significance in the countries where you're learning the language yeah and so basically by trivializing it and going oh gap year whatever you're just going to go and like be generic and waste your time they're basically saying like oh i don't see this as an educational professional experience for mm-hmm. you which it literally was yeah so if somebody was if like the same person your age was going to go do like a finance internship would anyone be like yeah we gap year like whatever no, no wouldn't. however if you're like hey what i want to do happens to involve being in a different country mm-hmm. for like not just bettering yourself because of some fad, but bettering yourself because of your career interests and yeah, for sure. professional development. And also because you literally have one then life. It's like, trivialized. You know, I know that I always say this and people think I'm so deep for it. Like I'm not trying to do this in like a <laughs> depressing way. But like what well, you do, you have one life and then you're done, it's over. Yeah, literally. If you want to go to Mexico, go to Mexico. If you want to go to Thailand, go to Thailand. It's so true. And it goes back to the thing of like not waiting for people to like come yes. with you or give you permission to go. Because it's so true. Like if you the people who are trying to put you down about your travel plans are not the people that you will be going on that travel with, they're no. not gonna care and they're not gonna be there. They're literally gonna forget. In sixty gone. years when you look back at that awesome trip where you met someone really special or yeah, interesting. Or that actually did or, broaden your or horizons that you or like, your life in some right? way. Right? Yeah. Or that you decided that you might even you know, people 
travel to visit somewhere and then choose to live there mm-hmm. and build they their do. whole lives there. Yeah, you have no true. idea. Well, I mean, mum came to the UK literally and just didn't him. leave. And didn't leave. And now she's she been married to dad for how it. many years? 35? Yeah. yeah. They've been together 40 years. Yeah, people like. And this is, again, like, this is not to say, like, go and, like, seek the love of your life while you're yeah. dying. But. <laughs> If you want to seek a lifestyle that you want in the future, oh, yeah. why not? Honestly, no, for sure, one hundred percent, brilliant. But yeah, no, that's. I think... Don't let people discourage you by trivializing your plans. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. I think yeah, just all the people who used to say I've not spoken to in ages. Also, in general, don't let people discourage you from things that you want to do to make you happy. Like traveling is yeah. one of those things where like. It's oh, no, that's so easy. Yeah, no, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's but, um, It was also because what you're doing this thing, whether it's somewhere that you've been a hundred times before, or like you're doing it a country that neither you nor your parents have ever been to, whether your parents have links to people, also because then you get the other side, and people think that things are like you're not doing something dangerous enough. Like I get a lot with my year abroad, people are like, really? "Why would you not want to go to Argentina? Why would you not want to go to Mexico?" Oh yeah, it's like because I'm an unaccompanied woman in these places, and like I'm sure that other people will do it and be fine, and that's incredible and brave of them. However, I've also read the news. Like, there are places that are objectively more or less dangerous for women by themselves. Mm. And, like, it's incredible when women do, and I have so much respect for them. But, like, you actually can't win. So, on the one hand, if you do something too safe, people are just like, oh, gamp yarn, that's what everyone does. And on the other hand, if you do something that's, like, a good situation, like, you've planned it through, then they're like, well, why aren't you Why aren't you doing something more adventurous? Why aren't you doing something more dangerous? So, so first true. of all, you can't win. Second of all, whatever you're doing is actually more independent, more well-researched, more, like, going to give you more life lessons, more terrifying than anything that the person making the joke has ever done. Yeah. Like, the people making the joke is not because they've actually just done a world tour and they're like, ha, 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 gap, yeah. It's because they've never done it. Yeah. It's, that's like, so true. This, you're, you're doing it independently. They've got absolutely no leg to stand on. It's like if someone mocks you for going to, like, doing your GCSEs when they dropped out of school age 11 or something. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, like, if you've never done it, why are you now mocking me for doing it? Actually. Yeah, don't let it make you feel insecure. That's about a bad example. It's actually really sad if someone drives out of college at 11. That's actually quite <laughs> I sad. I feel you though. Like, it's because, yeah, like nobody who has like gone somewhere interesting and has things to say is going to belittle your plans to do the exact same thing. 100%. It's always people who don't understand why you'd even want to do it in the first place or are like jealous or frustrated that they're not doing it. Yeah, 100%. Um, Which is a shame because you should really champion your friends to just do what they enjoy doing. Yeah. Also, you don't need to answer anyone's questions about it. Yeah, like, whether, what your plans, where the money's coming from, whether your parents know someone who lives there or not, whether you're doing it independently, whether you've thought about it for years or whether it's on a whim, like whether you're going by yourself or with your girlfriends, well, like whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether you've got concrete plans or whether you're just going to buy them or there, like everyone's going to have an opinion about it and you actually can't win. So just stick to what you want to do. Which is a good life lesson to apply to everything. Again, like just traveling solo, just treats it teaches you so many life lessons in such a short span that you actually just come out vastly more mature mm-hmm. and less dependent on. Yeah your friends for validation oh yeah the people around you to like fill up your time other people to be your support network like you know obviously you can still appreciate those things but you're not dependent on it you know that you can do just fine without it and that there is a greater world out there of people that you haven't met yet who are going to be awesome parts of your life like honestly i just came back from a trip to visit two of my friends that i met from that language school in Spain. It was six years ago, which we didn't realise. We went back to the language school and met all the teachers again. It was so mm, cute. That's so and sweet. we literally still talk to each other. It was One of them six was, years ago? It was six years ago. Stop, COVID, are you serious? COVID messed with our brains. because literally bent time. We went back. One of them's retired that was at that school. To be fair, they all look like a similar... <laughs> 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 
years ago. <laughs> Six years ago. Like, wow, it's shout crazy. Out to Continental language school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo, shout out. Wow. Um, but no, it was like we went back to see each other. One of them is Dutch and is 27. The other one is Australian and is 24. Like, about to turn yeah. 24. And like, we come from like different walks of life and whatever, but like, we're still friends to this day because of the fact that I happen to be in Salamanca at the same time as them. Yeah. Well, I'm still friends with Christina and I went because she wanted a like an English exchange, message her English teacher, he messaged my mum who was like, well my daughter's learning Spanish and so then, yeah, we went to this incredible festival um, mm. in Spain and West got together, which is one of my fondest memories, like honestly, it was amazing and like, I think one of the beautiful things, and also same with Sarah, she came to the UK on an exchange mm. for literally one term of university and we are now literally best friends and I talk to her every day and it's been nearly two years now yeah, it's like, super crazy. You genuinely do meet friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. You don't necessarily know what's going to change your life until you just keep doing the things that you find interesting. Yeah. And the more you do seek things that you find interesting, the more you'll find people who also find that thing interesting. Yeah. Or who have a similar level of, like, interest or independence or whatever. One million percent. And it's just, like, it just kind of diversifies the influences in your life. It's always important. Which is lovely. Yeah. So definitely don't feel discouraged or that it's impossible to do as a woman mm-hmm. or that it's impossible to do on a budget. Yeah. Because it is it's doable. Yeah, you can definitely do it on a budget as well. Yeah. How much longer was that? Which was like four minutes.